Welcome to the Art of a Messy House podcast, where my house is messier than ever, but I am at my happiest. And the only answer for it is Jesus, where my hope is anchored. Come join me, Jen Kasuda, your host, for faith encouragement, testimonies, and devotionals as I share everyday faith in my real, authentic, not perfect way. There will be stories of humility, kindness, truth, and love as we walk in faith through the everyday relatable moments. As a wife, mom, teacher, and author, I'm learning to embrace this messy but beautiful life while encouraging others to do the same. No matter what stage of faith you are at, you will learn of God's love here and be empowered to walk in your own beautifully distinct purpose right here, right now. So let's step over the clutter together and laugh through the stress for true beauty is in the art of a messy house. So dear God, please bless this beautifully imperfect mess. Love, Jen. Dear God, how will I find the time? This episode is really going to be about being intentional with our time. And listen, I am the type of person who, when I get an idea, I run with it. I have to watch myself because I can tend to want it done yesterday. And that is not the way the Lord sometimes works in our lives. Many times I am learning it takes patience. It takes taking this idea, praying more about it, praying before each step, pray step, pray step. I've said it before, I believe. And sometimes the steps are rest. Sometimes it's pause. Sometimes it's learn, stay here for a little bit. I'm going to teach you some things. And we don't always know the next steps. But what I do know is there can be this time of being uncomfortable before starting something. Maybe it is that you don't know what it is or what to do or how to do something. And we can have these ideas on our heart or these ideas that we really feel like we should be doing or we shouldn't be doing. Maybe there's something that we know we shouldn't be doing and we're spending a lot of time doing it. I know for me, going through social media, sometimes I need to stop myself, put a limit on my phone. You know what? Today, we're not going to go on social media at all. And now when I think back to time and being intentional with my time, before I ever published anything, I was writing. I was writing books. I was writing a blog that I had posted after my son's allergies and just learning about his allergies. And I wanted to help other people so badly, but I needed help myself at that time. So I put it on pause and I continued to write on my own. And I had all these documents, all these ideas and prompts, and I was sharing with family and friends. And then came when I realized my documents are overflowing and what am I going to do with this? Sure, I'm sharing with family and friends and I pray that was a blessing, but what am I going to do with it now? I felt this urge to do more with it, but I kept thinking in my head, how am I going to have the time? How am I going to have the time? At that time, I had two children. I am married. We have tons of things going on. My children didn't even start sports at that point. Well, not really. So I didn't even have that aspect of life that now we are in. But how was I going to find the time? I was working. My commute is not the easiest of commutes. It can be long, although I have learned that there are so much beauty in the commuting as well that I have found. But how was I going to find the time? I was running these clubs and there is no time. I kept telling myself that. And so it made me think of Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 17, where it says, Be careful then how you live, 
not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So when I really think of it, when I think back to why did I not start publishing sooner? I spent a lot of my time playing a game on my phone. And now I played the game and I was going to say the game. If you ever read my post and my blog, you probably know the game. I'm not bashing the game. I actually really enjoyed playing the game. I played this game for five years of my life. Yep, five years. And I loved it. I loved how it made my mind turn away from the worry and the stress in those minutes and hours each day of playing. Yes, I said hours. And I, I really don't judge anyone for playing any game. However, I want to share why I finally stopped playing that game, Cold Turkey. Just stopped it. It was just one of those moments where I didn't want to hear what I heard, but it really convicted me and stuck with me and made me realize you need to do something. So I have goals like all of us, right? We have dreams that are deeply rooted in us. And I had the dream since I was a child to be published, to write, to help people on a greater scale and just share what God had done in my life and just what he can do and just the goodness of God. Share about the goodness of God. And so it was 2016. I'm playing this game on my phone and my son then turned to me right before bed and he said, I want to play too. So, you know, he found it on my phone. He begged me to play. And I was like, you know what? Let's just play a few minutes. I'll teach you. So I'm teaching him. I'm like, okay, this is time with him. We're spending time together. And it was innocent. I didn't think anything of it. It was a few minutes. And then it turned into a few minutes every night. And then the few minutes every night turned away from conversations that we could have been having into really hours, even days, if you calculated it, a valuable time that was taken away because I don't know what we were learning in that game. Teamwork? I don't know. But anyway, there was a moment after doing this for a week or so, my husband challenged me. He has a way of doing that. And I love him dearly because I think sometimes we do need people to speak to us and say something that challenges us because that is what love is sometimes in a loving way, but we want to become better people. And so my husband, knowing everything that's on my heart to do and everything like that, I don't even know if he knew what he was saying. But in the moment, he said, you still play that game? Why don't you delete it? And I was like, how dare he say that? I was infuriated. I started to draft my comeback. I was like, I was thinking in my head, it helps me work out in the morning. Yep, I was guilty of it. I do not recommend it. But I was the person you would find, and I have a treadmill in my garage. I would be on the treadmill crushing away on my phone. It would help me work out. It helped me stay in the zone. It would help me unwind. It would help me de-stress. So all of those things are good. That's not a bad thing to have these activities that help us do that. But there's one part of it that really made it not okay for me. And that was that it helped me avoid. Now, unwinding is one thing, but avoiding is another. And I was avoiding my goals and dreams because stepping into those goals and dreams made it so extremely vulnerable. It made me vulnerable. It made me so vulnerable that I avoided it. And I mean, acknowledging them, verbalizing, stretching and reaching for them. Well, they all terrified me because one main question lingered inside. What happens if I fail? 
even right now as I'm recording all these podcasts, in my head, I'm like, what happens if I fail? And it just makes me think about, first of all, so what if I fail? So what if we fail reaching for a goal or a dream that God has put on our hearts? Maybe there's a lesson in that that is going to redirect us and get us to where God is leading us. There's so much that we can learn if we trip up and we fail. Stretch goals are not easy. They call us out of our comfort zones and they will never be reached or even have the possibility of being reached if we avoid them. God-given gifts and those dreams that are placed on our hearts that are aligned with those gifts cannot be avoided. They must be prayed for and used to do good because time will continue to tick. So as those handles on the hand sure do fly by on a clock, it can't be an excuse. It was my excuse and I calculated it. 1,825 days later, I deleted that game. And while I can't get any of that past time back, I needed the time going forward. Finding moments throughout the day to get quiet with the Lord, to pause, pray, and pivot, the pivot is pivotal, is needed because all of this help in the area, prayer, writing, poetry, close family and friends hanging out with them, all assist me in unwinding, de-stress, and focus too. But they are different than that game I loved too much. That is because they also encourage me to stretch for those dreams. They give me the motivation to make time to do so. And even if the house is messier than I would like, I pray my mind and heart stay aligned with God's word. And I do that in the time in the morning. And I will say this probably a lot. The time each morning with the Lord, starting each day with the Lord is pivotal. Spending time in God's word, in the Bible, praying for next steps, praying for forgiveness, forgiving myself, asking God to help me when I mess up and use my time for things I should not be using my time for. Forgive me, Lord. Redirect me, Lord. It is there that we can learn to trust more and that everything God is doing, He is doing for our good. He loves us so much that He is behind the scenes directing everything. But we have to listen. We have to be available. And we have that choice. I just need to make the time. It is my choice, my free will. It is yours as well in your own life. And so I think of Galatians 5, 13, where it says, you, my brothers and sisters, are called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. How will I use my time? How will you use your time? Time is not going to slow down for us because we're not ready. Time won't drag its feet for us or pause because we decide To use it for something unproductive like checking views or likes, that's something for another episode because I'm calling myself out on that. But I was corrected and humbled time and time again about just being intentional with my time and this distraction. The distractions can be such a battle, but still every moment holds a chance that we can turn it around. The views, the follows, all of that doesn't matter. And to the world, it may matter, but Instead, it is about who I turn my view to and who I follow. And I pray it will be Jesus. And I pray that this encourages you to do the same. Because when our eyes are on him, even when it gets hard and our distractions become a lot, we will have the moments because we are human. We are not perfect. But that doesn't take away from the truth. The positive news is that every single moment is the opportunity to turn it around. So 
while the reminders don't feel pretty sometimes, or those words like, why don't you just delete that? You're still playing that game. They don't feel good either. Sometimes we need to check to see if there's a reason why we had to hear that. And so the art of a messy house reflection this week is what do you need to let go of? Pray about it. What prompts or dreams have you had your whole life that are not going away? Write them down. Pray about every single one of those. Maybe have a page set up for every single one. And then when the prompts come in prayer or there's a scripture that you're reading or someone says a word, write it down underneath that dream or goal. Pray about it. Spend that time in the morning and ask God, is this from you? Why is this on my heart? Show me what I'm supposed to do with this. Here are my hands. They're open to what you want me to do. Show me. Write it down. Even if it feels like it cannot be reached, stretch to the Lord. He will show you. He will show you how it can be and if it should be reached for. Sometimes the large things seem like they're too big. We can push them aside and say, ah, there's no time for that. How will I have time for that? How would I ever get that done? But remember this, every step counts. The prayer before the step counts, it matters. Prayer matters. Talking to God matters. If God put it on your heart, there is a reason. He will equip you with every step if you turn to him. He is right there. And so let's break down our goals. Let's pray to break down our goals into small, realistic, attainable steps. Sometimes I feel as though when the goal is there, the dream is there, I have to rush and get there. And I look for who can help me? What can help me? What can I spend to get there, to get me there quicker, right? But it's not always about how fast we get somewhere. It's about, there's so much to learn in the process. And my husband is probably laughing if he's listening to this because I am the one who's like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. Okay. I need to get everyone helping me here. And he's always like, well, hold on here. We can figure this out. You can figure this out. And I'm always like, no, no, no. I want it done yesterday. But God doesn't work like that. He is working through us. He doesn't always work in a moment. Sometimes it's a process and it may be hard, but it can teach us so much in the process. So much. Aside from the patience it teaches, it can teach us so, so, so much. And so let's break down the goals into small, realistic, attainable steps. If the goal you have written down has all these confirmations from the Lord that you should be doing it, now break it down. Don't look at it as the overwhelming, I'm going to publish a book. How am I going to do that? What does that look like realistically in your schedule? Where's the time of your day that you can set aside for that? Or maybe what is your goal for the year? What is your goal for the month? What is your goal for the week? Maybe there'll be some weeks you can't do anything or some months you can't do anything for that dream or goal, but pray about it throughout it all. Break it down into small, realistic, attainable steps. Seek God for every part of the process. Ask him to forgive you. Lord, forgive me for my excuses. The first step is often the hardest because it can feel overwhelming. But when we give it to God, he carries it with us. It is always worth it to walk in obedience to where the Lord is leading you right here and right now. And I think of Ephesians chapter five, verses 15 to 17. Be careful, be very careful then how you live, not unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. 
Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And so pray for it. Ask God, what is your will for my life? Ask him, talk to him. So dear God, you hold the authority and the power and still you love me when my eyes wander. You love me and thank you for that. Thank you for your love. Forgive my distracted mind. Forgive my excuses. Thank you for your kind corrections and the ability to start over. Thank you for loving me through it all. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me. Help me stay focused on what you want me focused on, on what matters most. Help me stay on the track with the plans and purposes you have for my life, Lord. You are good. I pray to walk aligned with you, making the most of the gifts you have given me, the gifts you have given of time, of your presence, of your grace. I pray to make the most of the opportunities that you unfold before me so that eyes can turn to you and you may always get all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And so I'm going to end with praising God today for the gifts he has given you. And I pray that you know today that God has given us beautifully distinct gifts and talents just because somebody else has published the book or done that doesn't mean if the Lord put it on your heart, you shouldn't do it. Always listen to what the Lord is putting on your heart. Record, pray about them, step in them, find out how you can make them reality. There will always be an excuse. I pray that time is not our excuse, but instead time becomes our friend. Pray to be able to use time wisely. Pray that you could know how to shift your time around and how to prioritize in a way that the things that you're doing too much of that the Lord doesn't want you to, that he will help you remove them and that he will help you focus and realign your schedules and your priorities on him. God first, seek God first and he will help. For every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. James chapter 1, 17. I pray that you walk in what the Lord has gifted you with because it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Art of a Messy House podcast. And thank you even more for being here. Be sure to visit theartofamessyhouse.com to join the conversation, subscribe there for weekly devotionals and discover some fantastic bonus resources as well. And while that's all for this episode, I hope that you will follow along and always remember, most importantly, that you are loved, you are seen, and you are known. So until next time, God bless.